So guys, uh, this is a special episode of the Broners Podcast. We have a special guest on. Um, can we use your full name? You can say Nurse Abby. Nurse Abby. <laughs> Nurse Abby. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm using my full name yet or not. I'm not really sure <laughs> You're not like if I'm going to get fired. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> They're not going to fire you. It's a pandemic. They don't have it's enough staff pandemic. for that. Right? I know. <laughs> I literally, no lie, at work daily, I look at my clinical manager and I go, what are they going to do? Fucking fire me? Yeah, right. She literally can't even say anything. She's like, you're you're right. They're not. They're not going to fire you. Like, we can't. I literally yelled at the CNO of my job a week ago and she was just staring at me and somebody was like, hey, you shouldn't do that. And I was like, what are they going to do? Fucking fire me? And I looked yeah. at her and she just kind of shrugged. <laughs> and she Your went down the stairwell. Like, yeah. was like, I'm sorry, she's off her meds. Uh, don't yeah. listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, would you like to give us more staffing or nah? Like, nah. And she's we like, good? hi. Yeah. I love that. Was it, you said it was at a town hall, like a little meeting thing that you did that? Um, no, I chased her down a stairwell. <laughs> like, literally. You're like, hey, hey, I know you. Yeah. Literally, like, she came to the unit. We have a makeshift COVID ICU that, like, nobody visits. And, like, Mm -hmm. I saw her, like, speed by it. And I was, and I followed her into the stairwell. And I was like, excuse me. Hi. (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, Would you... Would you like to address us or no? Yeah, take a minute for the peasants. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they're like, don't look. You don't look in that room. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look down that hall. We talked for a minute, and then she went all the way down the stairs. (laughs) She's like, yeah, fuck that shit. I'm going to go back to my fucking... This bitch is crazy. This is why I don't come talk to the staff. That's why I don't come downstairs. Yeah. That's actually the the purpose of this podcast. Um, This is the reason this episode is special is because this is the first time we're recording anything about what the fuck we plan on doing about this shit. Am I right? You're right. Am I right? So, Am I right, though? <laughs> so, Abby, you are the admin for the page, The Nocturnal Nurse, on Instagram. Yes. And you also yeah. have a podcast. What's the name of the podcast? Um, RNMD, and it has a similar kind of vibe. It's just to show that the hospital kind of not only takes advantage of nurses, but it's also taking advantage of residency and doctors, um, too. So it's they kind of have all of us in a vice and we're gonna try to overthrow that a little bit yeah i like that overthrow uh-huh. full-on full-blown revolution yeah and i mentioned that too in the last podcast too it's not just like us as nurses like the residents make if you can imagine even fucking less than we do and to be fair you know like we always say like we're on eating playing field you know we're like part of a team and blah 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 but at the end of the day like they went to med school, they busted their ass, and they're making, like, fucking squat. It's crazy. They're making less than $15 Literally. an hour in New York City. Yeah. It's insane. It's really bad. And they're working, like, 90 to 100 hours a week. It's right. Really they're bad. being completely taken advantage of because they're essentially, like, free labor at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah, free labor. Free labor for the hospital. It is disgusting. Yeah. 
that's something that has been that I've been hearing all over the country, everywhere in the United States. Like no with the, the whole political thing that's been going on and like COVID and everything's been like kind of heating everybody's tempers. You know, I see a lot of people, you spend a lot of time on social media obviously, but like you see I see a lot of people arguing about, you know, this politician, that politician, this ideology that ideology but the one thing that every person in healthcare i've ever spoken to can agree on is that we're getting fucked like mm-hmm. hard no fucked. lube yeah. sandpaper yeah. dick up the ass yeah right and that's something that resonates with every single healthcare worker that i've ever met and that's in and not even healthcare pre-health or pre-hospital as well ems fire rescue like the hospital the techs the freaking uh, the janitorial staff um emergency services, critical care, the floors, you name it. Every single person I've met is getting fucked and they're feeling it. And it's something's got to fucking change. Something has to happen because it, the conditions that we're being forced to work in now are becoming inhumane. It's like, it's getting to the point where, you know, we were, you, <clears throat> I was listening to your last podcast actually with Crystal. You're asking an ER nurse to take 10 patients, 11 patients. That's fucking out of control, dude. You yeah, know, when half those patients are likely critical patients right. you know some are vented or on bipap or on you know drips that you have to titrate i mean personally when and it's funny too because it's like uh, even patients that have strokes and you're giving tpa it's like they want you to be in all these places at one time and they give you these policies like oh for for even like something simple like a blood transfusion you know something can go wrong in a blood transfusion and they would tell us you know you're supposed to stay there for the first 15 minutes you're not supposed to go anywhere not supposed to be distracted you got to do your vital signs right at 15 minutes and monitoring your patient and then but also we just gave you an ems over in this room over here and oh but by the way your other uh nurse went to lunch so it's just you covering eight patients um best wishes it's like okay well you have all these policies in place that you know are for patient safety but at the same time you also want me to extend myself beyond you know your policy like i'm giving tpa but you also don't have enough staff for me to be one-to-one with that you know tpa patient so it's interesting to me um because at the end of the day like they're not going to have your back when you say like oh well we were short-staffed it's like oh okay well i'll go fuck myself then yeah yeah I mean, again, I think it's really important to remember that exactly what you've described is something that we've all experienced. And again, these are planned choices by the hospital. That's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they, they know that they're giving you a policy that's unrealistic. They Mm -hmm. know these things. They're doing it only to cover their ass, only to save themselves money. So when a patient does die they don't actually care that the patient died they only care that they won't be sued because you will be thrown under the bus because they gave you the policy it will not hold up in court that you had this many patients or whatever the policy and the documentation is what will hold up so i just i think it's really important that we all during this pandemic my whole thing is like we all need to be really aware that these things are planned. These people have had meetings about this stuff. These are planned decisions that they have made to fuck us over. Right. It's like what we were well, talking about stupid. earlier too. They know what's going on. <clears throat> yeah, like they make they it, it's just it's just like uh disaster mitigation. You know, they 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 know the flood is coming and they just plan they put the walls up and every time one of them holds they're just like what it's like New Orleans, dude. You know? Like you make these shitty levies, you don't you don't feed into them, you don't have any crisis plan in place, and then when the fucking crisis comes, every but everything comes crumbling down, dude. You mean like what happened mm-hmm. at the Capitol? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's, we all knew it was coming. 
coming. Everybody knew it was coming. <laughs> they literally posted um, about it on social media for a fucking... We just ignored it. It's yeah. fine. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Hold on. In this narrative, really quickly, I need to ask you guys, okay, okay, it's super fun that Twitter banned Trump, right? Yeah. But, but also, that's not the first time he incited violence. And yeah. like, isn't it a little opportunistic of them to be like, oh, it's the end of his presidency. Like, let's kick him off now. They yeah. should have kicked him off like six years ago. Dude, I saw this post that was like, again, this is like off topic a little bit. But I saw this post of, of known terrorists that are like saying death to Americans like on Twitter that still have active accounts. It's not about... It's not about like the whether or not he's inciting violence. Yeah, it's about appealing to the next legislation so that they get friendlier fucking laws that like help them make more money, dude. It's a bunch of bullshit. The whole thing is bullshit, dude. But back to the topic. um, I mean, it's true, though. They know what's coming and they are always 10 steps ahead. There's not something that's going on in the hospital that they haven't already thought about. And... Odds are, even if it's something you're unhappy about, like, uh, yeah, we don't have enough nurses, you know. They know that. They're aware of that. They want to see how long we'll take it. And, you know, even, like, the floors having, like, mandated overtime. How the fuck those nurses didn't say, like, at my hospital, they had, like, mandated overtime. I'm like, mandated overtime? I didn't fucking sign up for that shit. You try Mm -hmm. to mandate me overtime, I'm the fuck out. So I think you're just, you know, what you put up with, you end up with. They say it all the time. It applies to a lot of things. But I think at the end of the day, what we will put up with, we will end up with. And unless we say, no, we're not doing that or like, no, this isn't good enough. It will just continue. Well, I think you made a good point there where it's like um, the the nurses are being are having mandated overtime. Everyone's like, no, fuck that. I'll just leave. That's what's happening in the United States, all around the United States, even California, like you talked about before, even California, the holy fucking like Mecca of nursing is seeing these like uh, staff ratios go to shit, patient safety go to shit, and all the nurses are just, it's like everybody's just bailing, dude. That's why we came here. Yeah, it's like a great (laughs) exodus, nursing exodus. All these, what's happening is that these uh, private companies that offer these insanely lucrative contracts to nurses for doing those same shitty jobs, that they're more and more attractive now because it's like, well, I could fucking sit here next to, scott and ashley that are traveling and and make three times less than i make a make a fraction of what they make you know or i could do the same exact job work for random hospitals even local random hospitals you know and i can get paid three times my salary right now at least i can go fucking take a week-long vacation in breckenridge and cool off you know what i mean whereas like my nursing colleagues my medical colleagues the docs the pas the nurses the fucking the emts are sitting back at the hospital struggling, you know, it, it, it's kind of shitty because, like, I had to think about that. You know, I think about that. And I'm like, I tell everybody, you know, just bail. Just bail, dude. Just go work for agency. You'll make way more money. You don't have to go to these dumbass meetings. Mandatory overtime? Suck my dick. It's in my contract. I work 36 mm-hmm. hours a week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, but at the same time, like, they're still taking advantage of young people graduating from nursing school, young doctors in their residency, young pharmacists that are are in residency, even even doctor groups that like the where I work, the hospital I work now, there's a medical group that works in the ER there, and I was talking to the one the guy that that runs it, and he's like, basically everybody hates him now in his group because he had to cut hours when COVID first came around and there was nobody in the hospitals. 
And when they came back, they split their contract with another group of younger, less uh, experienced docs. And they pay less. Yeah, they get paid less and they ask them to match that contract. And so now these docs are having to come back and work for less money than they started with. And it's fucking crazy, dude. It's like, and then, and then you see on the news, I turn the news on, right? HCA executive, the CEO of HCA makes 28 point fucking $9 million in 2019, dude, or 2020. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like this asshole made more money than he's ever made in a year where people were literally dying because of the conditions that they're being forced to work in. You know what I mean? Like that shit. We need a revolution. I mean, that's the only thing that comes around. <laughs> somebody has to fucking revolt, dude. Somebody has to say something. Somebody with a voice needs to fucking say something, dude. And I saw this post on Instagram, and the this was like a week ago, and I, I was just like, you know what? Fuck this, dude. I have 20-something thousand followers. I know I don't have a million, but like, I'm going to fucking say something, dude. And like, and, and that's how this shit started. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Like, I mean... We need, I think that we need unity. I think that everybody needs to get together, no matter who the fuck you believe in, no matter what God you believe in, no matter what politician you think is the right guy or the right girl. I think everybody just needs to get together and just say fuck you to the nurses or to the the fucking hospitals, dude. Fuck the nurses. Fuck Fuck them all. (laughs) Just say fuck you to the fucking executives, dude. COVID's been real dry. You could fuck some of the nurses. It's yeah, fine. right. <laughs> um, I guess to <laughs> to be honest with you, though, like, okay, I I'm fully supporting what you're saying, like a hundred percent, and like, but I grapple with this idea, I because how do you do that, right? Just yeah. by speaking up. I mean, we're doing that right now. I mean, I've been doing that for a year. You've been doing it. People, there are other people who are doing it. Mm-hmm. That's not enough. Like, what are the actual steps we can take to fuck over these people? Like, how do you mm-hmm. say, I don't want to participate in this system anymore, this capitalistic system that is literally not benefiting a lot of patients? Like, everybody sees it, right? It's also not benefiting nurses. We're talking about residency doctors who are, you know, their fellowship is kind of in the grips of the hospital. They can't speak up. They're kind of at the mercy of the hospital. Also, not even young nurses, also old nurses. If you're if you're looking at somebody who's about to retire or has a pension, I mean, they really have everybody kind of in some kind of vice. And so what are active steps we can take? I mean, I don't know the answer to that. Well, I want to start. I want to start with raising awareness because most people that I talk to, when I tell them the conditions in the hospitals, they're appalled. You know, and in this country, the the people are are supposed to have the power. You know, like this system of government was designed so that this that it works for the people, not not a ruling class controlling what we do. You know, I understand that sometimes when you have like cap, like rampant capitalism and and a free market that it seems that way but that's not our government was designed to to regulate those things you know and the only reason that hospitals in south florida have been able to get away with what they're getting away with is because the lacks regulation on what they can do you know and you see it in california as well like you have um a government that regulated what hospitals it mandated what ratios nurses were allowed like the ratios like how nurse how many patients a nurse was allowed to take care of at one time or be responsible for right. mandatory breaks, 
you know, just kind of like evidence-based stuff, really common sense stuff that, you know, if you, if you had one of your loved ones in the hospital, you'd, you'd want that to, you'd want them to not be, have a, an overwhelmed nurse as their caretaker, you know, you'd want that nurse to have a break so that he or she can clear their mind and perform their duties better. You know, you'd want them to work in a, in conditions where if they went into one patient's room that was completely, um, uh, contagious with like an airborne disease, you wouldn't want that nurse going into your mother, grandmother, grandfather's room, uh, spreading that disease to them because they didn't have adequate protection, you know, super simple fucking things that like are not unreasonable. That's stuff that California has had and a lot of other states have had for a long time. But in my home state of Florida, we've never touched that. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. they'll be they like, oh, you get a break. Oh, but you get a break. It's like, yeah, OK, but if I do get, quote, a break, it's I'm coming. It's not even worth it half the time because I'm leaving. Let's say I just say, fuck it, I'm out and I go take a 30 minute break and I tell my my, you know, break partner, hey, I'm going to go. I mean, oftentimes when someone tells me they're going to go to break. Like, at the end of the day, like, the ER doesn't stop. So, for example, in the ER, you know, like, shit just doesn't stop ever. So, the, you're if you're waiting for all your patients to be tied up in a bow and everything's perfect and nothing needs to be done, I mean, you, you're you never going to go eat. Like, that's just how it is, especially yeah. if you have high-acuity patients that you're, like, concerned for. Like, I'll be concerned because I know that whoever my break partner is is also overwhelmed. And they're not going to have time with eight patients, you know, my four and their four, to adequately care for any of my patients or really realistically get anything done that's ordered when they've got their own shit to worry about. That's you know on a I great mean? day. Eight patients. That's on a, that's on a great day. You only have four patients in the ER. That's a, that's a, that's the best case scenario. Right. For you. And so, but even then eight patients for one nurse for 30 minutes, 30 minutes is a long time in the ER. A lot, a lot of shit, shit can, happens in 30 minutes. A lot of shit minutes. can go down. That's the truth. And God forbid your buddy partner person is on the code team and now they have to leave all eight patients and go take care of this critical patient because there's not enough staff to just have a code team. It's, you know, you have a, your own team and then you are also on the code team. Um, it's just not safe. Like I'm going to go leave for, for 30 minutes with peace of mind. Absolutely not. I'm going to come back to a complete fucking shitstorm. Nothing's going to be done. And when my buddy partner, if I'm busy, they tell me they're going to go on break. I go, if anybody dies, I'll start CPR. That's the extent of what I'm doing for you while you're gone. Because I'm also, taking care of a vented patient plus three other patients. So I don't have time to help you. Yeah. The, re the it reality is. is that people don't know about that. Everything that Ashley just said, people don't know that people don't, the average person doesn't understand that they don't understand the conditions inside of hospitals normally, you know? And so to answer your question, Abby, what we can do is we start with opening people's eyes, you know, like the first thing we can do is let them see what it's like and, and shouted it in the fucking streets, bro. I mean, like that. But that that has happened. I mean, it has happened. We voted. We voted in New York. We voted in Massachusetts, New Jersey, all for safe staffing. They voted it down. You know, I mean, we've done it. We we've unionized here. We have raised awareness. We have done that. We've been on the news. All of this stuff. They don't want it. They don't care. They have a lot of lobbying power. That's. I mean, we want to talk about capitalists. I mean, that's capitalism. They have a lot of power. They have a lot of money. So it's it, to me, it's like it's it's a little, you know, you're talking about I can't take a 30 minute break. I mean, we're at a point in New York City where it's like 
then let the patient die, unfortunately, because it's like then let the hospital system deal with the consequences of that because the hospital system doesn't give a fuck if that patient dies. You care about that because you're a good nurse. Yeah, the and they use that. The hospital system doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, they use that. They've yeah. got you. You see? Yeah. They use the, the healthcare is unique in that way where it's like the, um, the average healthcare employee will go the extra mile for their for their corporation of because course. the corporation has have they've done this like funny thing where they're hiding behind the innocence of the patients you know what i mean like right. they're like well if you do that like if you don't stay if you don't work this mandatory overtime like you got to deal with that like die. the patients will die yeah. people and will your, suffer and your coworkers will suffer too right yeah but they, they neglect- will they will, mm-hmm. but they neglect the fact that they could just hire more. They're responsible people. for it. Yeah, exactly. They could just hire people. Yeah. No Here's big the deal. Thing. Here's the thing. I I get what you're saying, Abby. Um, like it's not like no one has had this thought before that this is like a brand new thing. Like all of a sudden now our eyes are open to us kind of just being held by the balls by the people that we work for because that's just the facts. Um, I just feel like at this point. Um, I think it would help to even have buy-in from the community because like Scott's saying, like a lot of regular people that aren't in healthcare period don't understand that this is a thing. And you, it's funny because patients come to the hospital all the time, right? And they don't get how it works. Like the basics, they don't even get how their own body works. First of all, they don't understand how healthcare politics work. They don't get that, you know, their fucking socks took an hour and a half because I'm one nurse covering eight patients. They don't get that that's a thing. And then when they find out that that's a thing, if they're, if you're like, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm covering two zones about, they're like, Oh my God, like what you are, you have eight patients. Oh my God, that's ridiculous. And it's not just an eye opening thing or in like a unity for us as healthcare workers. I feel like getting out there and saying it and having it be like a nationwide thing that we're coming together and saying like enough is enough. This is fucking ridiculous. And calling out lawmakers and straight up being like, y'all are fucking pieces of shit. You have the authority to change this, to mandate safe ratios, to mandate breaks, to mandate this and that and whatever. And you're not doing it. You're choosing Mm -hmm. not to do it. And I don't feel like even regular people understand, like to have buy-in just from the community to also stand behind us and be like, yeah, what they said, this is fucking enough. This is bullshit. I don't want my mom going to a fucking hospital where some nurse is taking care of eight fucking patients. Like, oh, well, that's probably why she died. And oh, maybe I should sue your hospital for X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. it's yeah. not just buy-in for us i think people in general need to understand like this is what's going on yeah at the end of the day they like um i i get what you're saying about corporations having huge lobbying powers but i think that right now we're dealing with a very unique time like this time in american history is something that everyone's going to remember forever and it gives us um kind of a megaphone for our voices you know at the end of the day the government, the, our our local government, our, our federal government, it was designed to pr- to protect us from situations like these where corporate corporations become greedy and overpowered. You know, this guy cannot be making fucking almost twenty nine million dollars while everyone is suffering underneath him. That's fucking nonsense, dude. 
But this you know? has been happening for decades. I mean, this is, again, I'm sorry to play devil's advocate, but like, this is not a new situation. It's been happening. That COVID-19 like, is absolutely a new situation. Sure, that we have not it, suffered a it, pandemic like this, and it really exposed the holes in our healthcare systems. Sure, but and the it's holes like have opening, been there. But the holes have, but the public, have, the public has been right. completely blind but, to it. We're opening the, the door. At least on the East Coast, they haven't. Because it, let me tell you what, we did what you're talking about. We did that. We went on the news, and we petitioned, and we said patient safety blah 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 we did all this stuff we picketed you know what they said here you know what they said in liberal town over here where i live they said go back to your jobs this is what you signed up for you're trying to get an easy assignment but why did it work in california i don't know i don't know that's the one state it worked in but all the no oregon is the same it worked in oregon is the same thing california i think new mexico has they, they a lot of states are or before mandated what happened in california was the the nurses uh, a lot of the nurses started to realize that patient safety was uh, in their hands like they were solely responsible for the safety of the patients and they developed a union and i'm not gonna i'm not here to say that unions are like the the answer i i honestly don't believe that i believe that capitalism is already working to and and hospitals are just don't have the infrastructure to prepare for the amount of nurses the the nursing exodus that's going on i think what's happening right now is that um people are bailing on staff nursing positions leaving hospitals extremely vulnerable and the hospitals are forced to hire more and more contracted employees that are not familiar with their systems policies or protocols and what's happening is patient care is going to the fucking shitter because that's what happens every time a hospital is forced or a unit is forced to hire a lot of travelers. Their patient safety, all their metrics that they use to measure satisfaction and safety go out the fucking window. And so what's happening is more nurses are going to the private sector away from these hospitals, or at least away from staffing positions at hospitals, and more hospitals are being affected. Right now we're in this fucking weird crisis area where like um, the, the hospitals don't know, they don't have protocols yet to handle a situation like that. The hospital I work in now has like 80% of the nurses there are travelers. I worked a shift the other day and only one of the nurses on on staff or and that shift was on staff. Like so in my opinion, capitalism is going to work. Eventually everything's going to go that way, you know, but it's not going to happen on its own, you know? Like we need to raise awareness. We need to mobilize people. People that feel like how you feel right now, like what the fuck? We did everything. We tried everything and now we're still, you know, kind of like defeated. You know, you can't give up. You can't just like give in to that kind of mentality because if you do, well, then you're going to stay down. <laughs> I'm yeah. not giving up. I mean, I have an a I have a meeting with my hospital CEO next week. Like I'm not giving up at all, but I'm I'm trying to be realistic here. None of this stuff is new stuff is what I'm just trying to say. It's it's it, ratios and all that stuff. They want to keep you. You're, you're talking about capitalism is working. Capitalism is working to keep you at the bottom. That's what it's doing. They know exactly what they're doing. They want to keep you squabbling about ratios because they don't want you to get to the actual bigger picture, right? They want that they pit the doctors and the nurses against each other. They pit the nurses against other nurses, ICU versus ED. They want to keep us all separated and angry so that we will fight this way instead of actually taking them on because we have the numbers to do that. So how do we take them on then? 
so that's my question to you. Raising awareness is not enough. I'm sorry, but it isn't. Um, a lot of people have done that and it hasn't done anything. And they've been doing that before COVID. COVID just exposed, like you said, the problems. These problems have been here. I've been a nurse for almost 14 years now. These problems have been here since before I started, you know? So, Abby, you look way too young to have been a nurse for 14 years. What are you doing with your skin? Well, you got to get that moisturizer. You gotta, Honey, what are you doing? You got to get that moisturizer. You look like you're like, you look like you have a baby's bottom skin. Abby needs, we need a separate podcast for what the fuck Abby is doing with her you gotta skin. Tap, tap it in with your own fingertips. Uh, just good. tap it in. Just tap it in, guys. Don't rub the moisturizer under the eyes. Don't tap rub it. it. Tap it. it. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm, I'm just saying that this has been a problem for a long time. So where do we go from here? It's not I enough don't to think, say, I don't hey, think we're that, pissed. Like, I don't think that just saying, hey, we're pissed is, is the solution. I think that it's a complex solution. It, yeah. It's, 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 it's going to take not more. A, I can't give you an answer, you know? But what I can do is I can tell you, what's, how do I fucking put my foot on the first step Working on the step. staircase? Right. And that's what's how I do it. the first step? I put right. my foot on the staircase by raising awareness okay and then from there we'll put our foot on the next step and what what we're not going to do is we're not going to stop walking you know we're not going to stop because it's fucking bullshit dude and enough people are pissed off about this shit enough people are emotional enough enough people are impassioned now more than ever because they can see all these nasty fucking ugly holes in the system you know and, and, it, can... and it has worked in the past it has dude revolt not not just I'm not, you know, I'm being ridiculous when I say like revolution, but like protests and um, social mobilization and um, working with your government to make a change in an, in an industry is absolutely possible. And it's fucking been proven time and time again in the past. If you look through American history, the industrial revolution is riddled with it and safer working conditions for everyone. And like, and honestly, like the, the upward mobilization of, of the middle class in the United States is due to that due to that uh, to, so to what people. should we do so let's talk about what what should we do let's do that how should how do we do that yeah i think i think what we should do first you know it i would love to have this like super elegant answer for that question because i, I you know i honestly i honestly wish i could but i, I don't but what i do, what i do know is that we start with what we're doing we start with talking to to people. That's what it, it started for me, just talking to people that I work with. I work several different units, several different hospitals. And every person I talk to, you know, everyone kind of like has the same vibe. So I talk to them. And then I realized that I have a platform to talk to others and, you know, to, to say something that makes a difference that maybe resonates a little bit. And, and use I think my it's friends. different everywhere you live too, right? So where Abby lives... They've done that. They've yeah. gone that route. They've done that. I can tell you, I mean, I've only been a nurse for six years down here, but in my time as a nurse here, we've never done that. It's never been a thing. It's never something that I feel like we've talked about on a grand scale. And of course, there's people that are nurses that are lobbying to the state and et cetera. And there's just, there's just not enough. There's not enough people. The voice isn't loud enough. Florida's bad. Yeah. Florida's the, the worst. So yeah. I can't, I can't speak for other places that have done this, that have have gone on the news that have i i haven't watched news a lot lately but i can tell you the news that i have watched it ain't nurses up on the news 
saying enough is enough that this is bullshit because mm-hmm. they get silenced their jobs get threatened they're told you know like we'll let you go and nurses stay quiet they don't want to lose their job because they're pandemic. commoditized yeah exactly mm-hmm. but at the end of the day you know it's people like us that are sitting here like i'm starting to change my mindset i used to be the one that's like no i don't want to do that you know like i need my job i can't go on the fucking news are you insane i can't yeah. go on the news and say expose my hospital and say this is what's going on i'm gonna get fucking fired i'm gonna get blacklisted from one of the major hospital systems down there i can't do that yeah. and then now you're starting to think what are you gonna do fucking fire me what are you gonna what are you gonna do you know what i mean there's mm-hmm. other hospital systems i can go work for i can go work in another state and make 6k a week the fuck are you gonna do you know what i mean it's just it's just not a position that people want to be in to have to do that but I think if enough people banded together and said enough is enough, we're raising awareness, we start taking it to, you know, to your leaders that can actually do something about it. Because let's be honest, like Abby said, you know, as as just us, you know, us raising awareness isn't going to be enough at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to climb the ladder to make it happen. Um, like you, Scott, I don't have the answers. That's what we're here to talk about. But yeah. when we have a platform that we can discuss it, maybe there's people out there that are like, I think this is how we can make it work. I think these are the steps that we could take and this is what we can do. And yeah, it's with like numbers, we have more opinions and more voices and more more yeah. everything. It's like your friend. Like I, I had no idea about all the 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 um, the permitting and stuff that's in, that is involved in something like this. And yeah. just just getting the message out there and talking to a couple of people, like someone was like, oh shit, I've, I've literally done something like this like a couple months ago. This is, here's mm-hmm. A, B, C, D. Here's skipping fucking here's 20 steps. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and just because... That helps a lot. Yeah, just, just talking to people about it, you know? But Abby, how how has, like... You said that you guys, like, um, you guys already protested. You already did the whole thing. And you feel like conditions are the same or, like, worse? Or how how is that? Because it sounds like you have, have a lot to say about that. You know, I have to be very careful for the reasons that you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. I have to be careful. Um, I'm not going to speak to my hospital system specifically right um as are none of us yeah scott's agency right. he doesn't give a fuck but you and i can't <laughs> I, right. everything i'm saying is public information this, this is the truth aca look that shit up dude well it's right. fucking the worst anyways yeah. we digress go ahead abby um there are two major unions within new york city um mm-hmm. nursing u- unions and in general they're not that bad you get a pretty good pension you get great health insurance you get protection if you fuck up at work they'll come into the meeting and like if if it's your first time like they really will advocate for you etc the the union in general is not bad the union has been completely absent except for a couple of examples where we're talking about hazard pay in the beginning of COVID and they did march and they did threaten a strike, both unions, both big unions here in the city. Oh yeah, I remember hearing about that on the news. Yeah, was all these I mean, like crisis contracts were about to pop up over there in the early, yeah. early on. Everybody like, was about to quit, yeah. yeah. Um, well yeah, because so, you guys were just having the worst of it out of the whole country. I mean, yeah, it was a nightmare for everybody who was here. So, I mean, to, you know, and we, we didn't know if we were going to have PPE, et cetera. So it, it, was, a, it was a whole thing. Um, but again, just like the hospital system, the union is no different. It's just people who are protected in offices, who are not in COVID rooms, who are collecting money off of the backs of nurses, right? And I'm pro-union for the record. But that's my experience during this pandemic is that I didn't, 
I didn't see them. I didn't hear them. I saw on the news, you know, they marched around in a little circle for a couple of days. But really, I mean, at the end of the day, like you're saying, we have nurses who need their pension. Their kids have the health insurance. They need to, uh, hey, I'm in school and the hospital is paying for my education. I'm going to keep going, you know, mm-hmm. to work. Like, they really have you. And like we talked about before, the residency, they cannot stop working, even though they're making far less than us and they're exposed. And they had zero PPE in some, in some hospitals, not mine, but in other hospitals. And it's just, it's just like, oh, it's cute. That's, that's sort of the message. It's like mm-hmm. pat you on your head and like, yeah, do your, get your signs out guys. Like, great job. You know, and some people in the city will like put a little sticker on to like support, mm-hmm. but they forget it and that's it. And it's on the news for a minute. And then kind of the vibe usually comes to a certain point, just like when teachers strike, it's the same thing. Right, well, it's if it doesn't apply m- to you, you don't care. Right. Right? And it's a Mm -hmm. it's a martyrdom. Right. Like that's how you're seen. Like you took this role. You why aren't you in the hospital? Why aren't you serving patients? What are you doing? You're trying you're out here trying to get money. Really? Ew. Mm -hmm. That's the vibe. Really. And and it's almost like a a very liberal place that is more accepting of that idea than other places. And people don't go for it, even on the East Coast. What were the concessions? I mean, because like I remember hearing about that on the news. I remember hearing about the New York nurses unions, the big unions were on strike and it was like this huge deal at first. It was like national news. Mm-hmm. And then so what I always just figured because it, it, it turned off, I thought I thought that they just kind of like settled like on the mm-hmm. demands. Yeah. So I don't think anyone actually striked. I think that they threatened to strike. Right. I, it's, I don't know because I, I am only a part of one union, not two. So I don't know what the other one did, but I don't think that they they did a strike either. Um, what I saw was people protesting, asking for hazard pay, PPE um, and nursing ratios. One of the biggest things that I saw was what you're talking about, nursing ratios. They they proposed the exact same ratios in California. And I mean, let's be honest, COVID is a great time to take advantage, right? Yeah. No, it it did not go over. It did not happen. The hospital fought back. I mean, and and by hospital, I mean the hospital systems within New York City, not my hospital system. But the they have a lot of money. They have a lot of power. They have friends, politicians, etc. Here, there, across New York, everywhere, Florida, everywhere. This is not like a one off. This is a big, huge national system that takes a lot of power to take on. And that's what I'm looking for. I don't know, like you, I don't know the steps to take it on. It's huge. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like even just the north, you know, the East Coast um, up north, um, at least you guys have unionized. I mean, we don't even have that here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for us, it's kind of like really step one is like, get a, get enough voices that are loud enough to say at least we need to look at becoming you know having a union and starting mm-hmm. there yeah. um it's different for other places that are, you're like okay we have a union it still fucking sucks now right. what do we do that's kind you of what's what happening in, in the system i'm working well the hospital that i'm contracted at right now that they have a union but it's silent like she said like abby said it's they they feel like it's not doing anything and i i show the people like i you know, because I'm having these conversations at work and I saw this in the break room and I was like, yo, you guys have a fucking union? And they're like, oh, yeah, no, that's that's like nothing. It's I'm stacks. like, that's like the that's the 
the sentiment about the unions there. It's like they're useless, just waste of money. Abby, do you know about how you or like how New York in general got unions started or like how how does one I feel like the average person like I do you even know how to get the steps to even take to become a union like to have that even like we don't even have that you know what I mean so it's like I feel like so many people talk about it like god yeah no we're not unionized here you know whatever like Florida mm-hmm. doesn't give a fuck about us but let's like let's do something about it let's let's start with a union like maybe you know you can try that but but how do you even get there you know that's a really good question I I don't know the specifics of it because it existed before I I came right. you know um I mean it's been a, a around forever but the thing I would say is there are unions that exist even in this city that are national and they are just for healthcare workers. And my first step would be to contact one of those bigger ones and Mm -hmm. just say like, Hey, what if I was interested in taking on this project, which it is, it's a fucking hassle project of your right. life. Yeah. Lots of <laughs> right? hoops um, to jump through, political bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So just lot. going back really quick, I saw, I was just kind of reading a little bit about this. So the, the, um, the New York Nurses Union, what they wanted to do was they were pushing for um, mandatory minimum staffing. So mm-hmm. each hospital had to have, depending on the patient population and the beds, they had to have a mandatory minimum amount of nurses hired legally, uh, basically to force ratio. Right, so right. they get, so each, you know, uh, whatever, med surge would have four, ER would have three, ICU would have two. In order to make sure that that always happens, a hospital could be fined by law if they didn't, uh, or sued by the unions if they didn't, um, have the minimal amount of nurse and that's kind of the and and it says that they won that that new york nurse the that they have a certain amount of time to have every all the hospitals that are hiring nurses from this union to have that have that mandatory minimum staffing i think that's great if they won it it'd be awesome if they would implement it because i don't think anybody's seeing that shit i mean we're taking yeah it's a four-year process is what they're saying yeah, med surge is taking ten patients in New York City right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, all right. So like, I I think this was this is the very. What onset. if we all just stopped coming to work? Well, that's what they're right. that's what they're. What saying. if we just didn't show up? So the that's hospital, what I'm the hospital what do we was do? saying, the hospital was saying, they're the <laughs> say the, fuck the, it, the let the CEO come take care of patients. Yeah, right. So the organization, the hospital organizations, were saying, okay, well, if we give you this, then you have to forego your right to strike. Basically, saying you can never strike, you can never not show up to work. Um, and then we'll give you your mandatory, you know, ratios. And so that's kind of like the agreement that they, that they came on. So I, I don't know. It sounds like it's a step in the right direction. It sounds like, I mean, it sounds like that would be the solution. That would be a, a, a really nice solution to the problem. You know, if hospitals are required by law to hire X amount of nurses per bed, but they can right. also, like you said, just be fined. Hospitals have a lot of fucking money. They'll take the Depends fine. What well, the it would have, it would if have to be. If the fine is nominal, it's like. Yeah, it would have to be a reasonable they'll take the fine. fine. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like the whole healthcare mandate. You know, like a lot of people mm-hmm. say, well, I'd rather pay the thousand dollars at the end of the year than pay fucking twenty grand for for healthcare over the year. You know. Yeah, it's like yeah. athletes. But, uh, I'll take the fine. I'll fucking take the fine. I'll say what I want to say, and I'm gonna take the fine. Right. Yeah, it it's would have like, to be a reasonable, um, like, um, consequence. You know, based it, on it's that. It's also. It's also like, so 
like for example with covid a lot of the hospitals um nationwide they can claim first of all poverty right now because oh we can't do elective surgery Mm -hmm. they can also say oh these are crisis times like they're doing in california right now so i mean your ratio that's great seriously i really hope that they implement that but i just again i just feel like they have so much power they can they can worm the weasel way around it yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's our duty as like diligent citizens um, to make sure that we hold them accountable, you know, to make sure that they don't weasel their way. Because, you know, a lot of people like to live, in my opinion, I'm just speaking in general terms here, but like a lot of people like to live this like sedentary lifestyle, like not not just physically sedentary, but like academically and intellectually sedentary. They don't want to think about their lives. They don't want to think about making a difference. They don't want to work toward anything, you know? So I think that when you do have people that are willing to stand up and willing to, you know, speak out and say, hey, this is like, Ashley, you like to fucking email these motherfuckers all the time. Hey, this shit's stupid, dude. Like, show me the evidence that supports what we're doing today. I'm you know all what I about mean? the rationale. If you yeah. give me a good rationale, I'm on board. But the second yeah. something doesn't make fucking sense, I can't even tell you, I think for every job I've ever worked in my life, whether it was a nurse or something else, one of my CEO or like administrative executive leaders have heard from me and I've had a meeting in their office. Like my other job when I worked in central-ish Florida, um, we had an issue on our unit, the culture. It wasn't even like, oh, we're in unsafe working conditions or whatever. It was like, no, the culture, the leadership was bad. It was like if you needed anything, it was like there was pushback. You're not getting what you need. Like basic fucking things. Um, it, it was horrendous. And I even just um, like how doctors would talk to you and stuff. I was like, you know what? I don't know if anyone's ever brought this up. But just so you know, this doctor was talking in front of not only other staff, but other patients in a very demeaning, disgusting manner. And no one should talk to anybody like that. I don't know if it's ever been brought to your attention, but that only reflects bad upon this department because it was being done here. It reflects poorly on you as hospital leadership because you allow it. Mm -hmm. And I shit you fucking not. I had the quickest email response back from an executive leader in my whole life. And they were like, we're going to set up a meeting tomorrow. Let's discuss it because they don't want shit looking bad on them like that. They don't want someone speaking up and saying, making noise and making waves. They want to take care of it. They want to squash that shit. So, exactly. you know, you can't have people that are afraid to say something. I mean, I personally, like, I'm in that mode now where I'm like, what do I have to lose? Yeah, I have my health insurance at the hospital, but there's a lot of other hospitals I can work for. I know at this point that I'm more of a, I'm more of a commodity than the hospital wants to make you believe. You're mm-hmm. needed more than they'd like to tell you. The hotter commodity. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like yeah. I'm, I'm. I can you have more value. You have more value. I can get a job, can can get a job than wherever they... the fuck I want. It's I like, can fire like today. I'm gonna go get a job tomorrow. Yeah. It's not difficult. Like I tell my husband this all the time, mm-hmm. and like it's different for you because you know you you're in a certain job where like it's like doctors even doctors can't just be like ah fuck it i'm gonna go work somewhere else like it's not that easy for them like th- it's a I whole mean, their, thing their residency like they get kicked out of residency that's They're it fucked. the residency yeah. is it. over exactly that's it they have to Whereas go into me, business i mm-hmm. kicked out of the er i'm like hey yo what's up to the hospital over here like it's 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 fine it's not yeah. a big mm-hmm. deal so i feel like 
even just making people think about that, like, the problem is here that not everybody is going to think that way. Not everybody's like, I don't have anything to lose because people have right. kids, they have families, they have bills, they have X, Y, Z. They can't just say, ah, fuck it. I'm going to just, you know what? I'm going to write a letter. I literally told my friend who is also my clinical manager, I said, look, I wrote this email about um, the visitation policy Mm -hmm. And I told her and I said, look, I wrote this email. I'm going to send it to the CEO. I thought about it for a few days. I said, look, I really thought about it. I reread the email a million times. It's as respectful as it can possibly be with still getting the message across that like people are dying alone. I think it's insane that a family member hasn't gone on the news and said, attention, America, this hospital allowed my mom to die by herself and I couldn't be there and call out literally the, ho I go, I swear to God, if that happens to me and my mom or my dad are in a hospital bed and they're dying alone, my ass will be on the fucking news of every news station that'll fucking listen to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put you on blast because it's, I think it's crazy that no one's done it yet. Like how family is just okay. And they haven't literally been like taken away in handcuffs from the front door. Cause that's what it would take for me. If my family members inside dying and you're telling me I, my basic human fucking right to be with my loved one while they die isn't isn't allowed. You're I'm gonna get arrested. I they will be arrested. They don't know. They don't know right. that you don't agree with that policy. They exactly. think that they look at the hospital and they say the doctors and the nurses they did the best they could. You know that's what <laughs> that's what they say. Like they, they did don't, the best they could. They don't know there's this fucking douchebag sitting up in his fucking ivory tower, like calling down commandments on the fucking hospital. Right. It don't make sense. He doesn't know they don't make sense because he's never fucking stepped foot on a unit. You right, know, that we, he we all disagree with. Right, I right. think it's insane. In the beginning, right. I'm not going to lie. Like we said in another podcast, in the very beginning of the pandemic, I was like, it's kind of nice, to be honest, to not have people up your ass, like with other needs and, mm -hmm. and, and questions and this and that. And the more and more the pandemic went on and I saw really fucking sad shit happening, I said, you know what? At the end of the day, we're all fucking human. And I think it's disgusting that we're robbing people of the right to like have somebody with them during like their darkest time. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have less sympathy for people that are there for their fucking nonsense, but, but people that are truly in crisis or people that have just never even been to the hospital before it's scary yeah. we don't need mm -hmm. to make it scarier i literally wrote like a fucking essay to this guy and i said you know here's an example of this here's an example of that and i said i hope to god you never find yourself in this seat because i guarantee you if it was your mom or your wife or your whoever you would be there and there's nobody yeah. that would tell you not and it and, and no one should have to tell you that it's not okay because that's that's not okay. It's not okay that you think you have the fucking power to say who gets a visitor and who doesn't, mm -hmm. even when they're dying. Mm -hmm. I literally was like, that's disgusting. It makes me physically sick to think about. And I said, the next time that a family member is dying, I'm going to call your office and I'm going to have you come explain your policy, not my policy, to this family, and you can and you can look them in the eyes while they're sobbing over their loved one that is going to die by themselves. You can come find and explain that shit, because I'm done. I'm yeah. done doing it. I'm not doing it anymore. I, and I told these people when I sent them out, I let them come visit with their family. I, I said in the email, I said, I broke your policy because it doesn't make sense. I let 10 family members in here. I let them hold their mom's hand and say goodbye, and I can sleep at night. Can you? Like, mm -hmm. how do you feel about that? And do you think I got an email back? It's been two weeks. No. <laughs> They're probably figuring out a way to fire you. 
Exactly. Exactly. And I don't <laughs> care. And like, guess let's what? look at his her time. And let me tell you something. Really let me tell you something. If I get fired, guess who's gonna be on the news? It'll be me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> My I do not give a fuck. I will be on the front page of anyone that'll listen and say XYZ, Mr. So and so, this is the email I wrote on such and such date. I didn't get a response. This is the hospital system that you think cares about you and our community. They don't. So like I said, I feel like that's how you make change. You know what, Abby, as I think about it, to 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 get to your point, is how do you make change? You start making them fucking look bad. That's what you do. Because mm-hmm. hospital systems like this, they have a lot of power. They have a lot of money. They want to silence you. But at the end of the day, you know who loves a juicy story? The media. Especially a healthcare. Right now, a healthcare they juicy story. They love that mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, where I was getting before was that there's enough people that are going to be concerned about their job, about their finances, about, you know, not, you know, not wanting to risk it, that the hospital can keep you where they want you because there's enough people out there, like you said, that are getting ready to retire that, you know, they need they can't they can't afford to just be like, I don't fucking care and mm-hmm. be rogue. And I, I don't blame them. Like there, us. There's gotta be right. I don't. There's I don't gotta blame be them. fewer of them, though. Right. I mean, there's gotta be fewer retirees, fewer of those. I mean, like, cause you, uh, we're seeing there it isn't. now. We're seeing there it. isn't. We're they're seeing hiring exodus, travelers. Though. They don't care. They're well, that's, hiring that's travelers. That's good, though. I think it's good that they're hiring travelers. I mean, cause that's lets the hospital know, like, well, fuck, if I don't do something fast. Like, all of our metrics are going to go to shit. And, yeah, sure, COVID for now, like, we're not going to eat shit for it. But, like, as soon as this COVID shit's over with, you know, what's going to happen? You think all these people making fucking $4,000 a week are going to come back to their $30 an hour? I don't think so, bro. Right, but the other thing, too, that's scary about what's going to happen after the pandemic, are we all just going to get used to pushing the envelope and see how much we'll take so those nurses that are in new york taking 10 fucking patients is that going to become the norm now because you can handle it during a pandemic you can handle it now bitch exactly so what's going to happen then yeah so that's what i'm afraid of like you said there are a lot of people who are um i forget the word that you use but um stagnant or right whatever Mm -hmm. um but that is the fear that's the fear that i have is that it's already become the new norm here in new york it's oh yeah in the icu well you had three patients yesterday so you can have four today right it's fine right Mm -hmm. that is that is what's happened so i I don't know i don't know what the what the answer is what i see from my perspective is everybody just leaving the bedside Either, like you're saying, they go to travel nursing or they're just getting their master's and they fucking bounce because they can't yeah. do it anymore. Well, now joke's on this. them because I have my master's and guess who's still at the bedside? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because Florida's the Ooh. absolute fucking worst. PSA for anyone that's still listening. Um, <laughs> don't fucking come to Florida. If you think you're coming here for sunshine and rainbows and the beach... Unless you plan on being fucking homeless and living at the beach all fucking day for the rest of your life, and that's your like life, which dream, is not a terrible. It's you know, not a terrible gig. Get yourself I mean, an RV. Go hang out on nice the beach. Have a nice tan. Just saying. Um, there's free showers at the beach. All you have mm-hmm. to do is buy soap. You don't even have to have electricity. It's fine. It's it's warm here. You'll be fine under a bridge. It's no problem. It's not like New York. It's fucking cold there. Florida's a way better place to be homeless. I'm just saying, if you think you're coming here to make money. <laughs> Please think again. Don't relocate here. It's not Con- worth contracts it. Contracts aren't terrible. Contracts if my family terrible. wasn't here, I would be somewhere the fuck else. Let me. I mean, that's that. I I can agree with that too. It's it's a pretty shitty place for nurses, and I feel like it's been that way for a long time. 
Now you have like the big healthcare conglomerates. The bigger the organ, the corporations get, um, the shittier the jobs for the people that are doing the actual labor get. You know. But I think um, back to your point, Abby. I think I think if we can find a way to make these hospitals look really fucking bad. Because they're all about the community. They're all about the they wanna, people. They want to appear that's that their, way. But that's right. That's their aesthetic yeah. is that mm-hmm. they're caring, that they're there for their community, that they're, you know, out there for the people and the whatever. And if we can if we can find a way to expose the truth, yeah, hey, community, they actually don't give a fuck about you. Mm-hmm. And X, Y, Z, I don't know. Maybe if we can get community buy-in, maybe that's the way. Maybe it's not just yeah. healthcare workers. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I don't I, know I, if having the community behind you to say, you know what? I could get my surgery at so-and-so facility, but you know what? Your nurses went on the news and they said that you're a bunch of pieces of shit. Maybe I'll just fucking go somewhere else that actually, like, takes care of their staff. I don't know. It has value. It does. Yeah. yeah. I think Definitely. it does. Yeah. I think that's a great first step, honestly. Yeah. I think if you make them look as bad as you possibly can, which isn't difficult, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's funny because I actually just talked to somebody recently um, <laughs> from another department that I knew from another hospital. And he was like, hey, did you hear about that shit that happened? Uh, X, Y, Z, we had this like thing that happened at the hospital. And he goes, yeah, so did you ever did you ever see that on the news? It was kind of a big deal. And I go, no. And he goes, exactly. Why do you think that is? Why do you think you never saw that on the news? And I'm like, wow, that's a really good fucking point. Like, I never thought about that. Like, they're just like the government. They will shut oh, shit yeah. down. They don't want anybody yeah. to fucking know. Well, part of the settlement process on. usually is like non-disclosure. Right, and a gag order or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah, you can't you have to talk sign about like it. an NDA kind of thing. No, right. I, I think I think that less people should be afraid of speaking out. And I, I think that speaking out is a, is a legitimate first step. It, it, it's not the solution. And I don't think that it is going to be a solution at it's all. It's not the end game. But I, t- for me, I just can't. I just can't sit here. You know, I just can't. I can't like know. Uh, to be honest, like Instagram has been fucking getting. It's been so lame. All social media has been driving me crazy lately, and I haven't. I, I have just felt like it's just this useless thing that's not doing anything but making everybody worse. You know, and uh, and then it kind of like I was like maybe whatever the fuck this platform is that I have, I can use it for something, you know, I can use it for something other than self-promotion, you know, and, th- and there's a real problem that a little bit of like, um, maybe a little bit of influence could help. Like, why not use this influence? Why not use it to, to start something up that's bigger than I am, you know? Yeah. And I think, like I was saying, I, I the more that I'm thinking about it, I feel like it's a great idea. Just getting community buy-in. So even when, when you're, when any it's it's important to cater to the like wants needs and what the cares are the feelings are of your target audience right so if the community cares about being able to see their loved ones in the hospital if the community cares that they're taking care of in an efficient manner and that they're not sitting in the lobby for fucking 7 hours not because we don't have beds but because we do not have staff Right. Because That's I've seen point. that more and more and more. It's not that we don't have the space. We have the space. We don't have the nurses. Yeah, we have so, a, an emergency department with 40 open beds. So, right. So, they're walking yeah. around like, what the fuck is everyone doing? I see these beds over here. Like, there's plenty of space. Kind of like I when you go to, to a restaurant, you're like, wait, but there's a fucking table right there. Mama. Yeah, but there's no fucking server to help you. Exactly. So, if the community is like, get this fucking hospital the staff they need so that I don't come to the hospital 
sitting there for fucking 10 hours in the lobby dying because there's no one to take care of me. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just from a different perspective. Like, if the community starts saying, it's not acceptable that I can't be there with my loved one. It's not acceptable that I'm in the lobby for 10 hours, not because you don't have beds, but because you don't have staff. It's not acceptable X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They don't care about what we think. They care about what the community, their stakeholders think, not us. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, we're there come, to make a paycheck. Who's going to come spend their insurance money? Who's going to spend their money in a place that doesn't take care of them the way they want to be taken care of? Dude, we had a guy the other day in the waiting room. He was in the waiting room on triage for 20 minutes because they took the triage nurse out. So at the hospital I work on now, they have this thing called this kiosk where you put your symptoms in. Right. And then it kind of like, um, if you say like, oh, I'm having chest pain, like it's going to put you at the front of the line, you know, like mm. on our tracker to pull you into the ER. And uh, it's not supposed to be used as like a stand-in for triage at all. Um, but in this particular day, it did. And there was a guy that came in with chest pain. And uh, they pulled the medic. You're supposed to have a nurse in triage, but they pulled them. They, had, they usually have a medic because they're understaffed. And uh, they pulled the medic to help transport patients upstairs so we could, you know, um, get the patients out of the ER so more patients could come in. And... Uh, the medic was pulled, and it was only the kiosk. And this guy sat in, in the he sat in the waiting room for twenty minutes with crushing chest pain. And it wasn't until someone left, a patient left the ER, and said, "There's a guy out there, like on the floor." That someone came out, saw him, assessed him, and they coded him in the triage room, and he died oh, wow. of a massive heart attack in the triage room, and. That's the kind of shit that changes policy. I'll tell you but something. But when people when look at that. When someone fucking dies in the lobby like that, and that looks bad on everybody. But check this that's out. That's what changes check this out. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it doesn't, though. Yeah, like, check this out. When people look at that situation, they say, well, why wasn't there, why, why wasn't the medic in, in triage? Right. Why, why didn't someone come see him earlier? What is, right. what's wrong with those nurses? What's wrong with those doctors? Like, mm -hmm. what's wrong with them? You couldn't send one person out there? You couldn't, you're telling me you couldn't. And it's like, what they don't see is who the fuck set that staffing ratio for that day? Who the fuck was responsible for making the schedule? schedule? Who yeah. the fuck, like, if they would just have known that instead of taking maybe that extra million dollars, that that money could have been allocated toward hiring a safe staff, like uh, like enough nurses to have a safe patient staffing ratio, then that would have never happened. It's the but administration's job. It, they don't want to do that again. They, that's yeah. a conscious choice they're making. They right. don't right. want to do that. They want to save that money. They don't give a fuck about that guy on the floor, and they know that they can blame you for it. Yeah. So that's it. What's his name? Joe Rogan was talking about this the other day. Like, um, the uh, corporations are expected to grow indefinitely. You know, profits right. are expected to grow forever. No matter what your profit well, margin is for 2019, you're expected to have a better one in 2020, you know, Always. and healthcare is the same way. And if they can say, well, I'll hire one less nurse per unit and that will create this much more money, you know, and over time that shit starts to build up indefinitely until you're stretching your nurses so goddamn thin that they're taking care of 10 patients in a critical unit, you know, exactly. because it's worked before. You know, well, 
Yeah. I mean, exactly what you're saying. It was a slow process, right? It started in the 70s and the 80s. It started, they started chipping, 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 Mm -hmm. right? And now we're at a breaking point and then we had a global pandemic. We were already there. We were already at a point over three decades where they had taken everything away from us. If you talk to old nurses, nurses who are 80 years old now, you know, retired forever, Mm -hmm. nursing was not like this back then. Yeah, which I love them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but it wasn't like this. It's been slowly changed into Mm -hmm. this other thing and it's already at a fucking crisis. Yeah. And then COVID. Yep. That's where we are now. But you know what? I can see some of the leadership, um, attitudes starting to change, at least in my hospital. Um, at least they're off right now. At least they're giving us like bonuses Mm -hmm. they're not giving us so they'll only give us hazard pay if we're working on the covid side of the er which let's be honest the whole er is covid because everybody's got it of course everyone's coming for toe pain and all of a sudden their oxygen's like 85 i'm like do 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 we're just gonna overlook that like no bitch she had they have covid like Mm -hmm. a clean uh, ed that's what they're trying to pitch yes yes they're trying to push clean ed so we've got clean and dirty Mm -hmm. so if they come in with like you know clear cough shortness of breath um fever but then again we don't use our clinical judgment either right they have a fever but they have a massive abscess so they're going to go to the covid side because they have a fever i'm like y'all come on what is happening right now yeah but but we are magicians and they come in with shortness of breath they go to the clean side and i'm like are what are we doing here like oh but they just have chf i'm like do they do they just have chf like how the fuck do you know what they fucking have you have no idea whatever helps you whatever helps you sleep at night like yeah you know what i mean they're all like out there with their surgical mask because they're like no he doesn't have covid he has chf i'm like oh Oh, dude does the patient told you that okay cool that's because they don't want to go to the covid side they don't Mm want to go over there because they know that if they didn't come in with covid they're gonna leave with it you know what i mean so and i don't blame them like i get it But at least, okay, so, like, they're giving us a $5 more an hour to work on the, quote, COVID side. Um, They're giving us incentives right now. Like, your fourth shift is a $500 bonus. Your fifth shift is $700 bonus. You know why they're doing Um, that, though? Because it's it's cheaper for a nurse to pick up a fourth shift and occasionally get $500 than it is for them to hire another nurse to make it so you didn't need those shifts. Because at the end of the day, some asshole up in a fucking room somewhere was like, this algorithm makes more sense because you'll probably save more money. Financially, of course. It's like, uh, what's his name? One of my buddies said his his girlfriend just uh, got a job and like they, instead of giving them like a, like a bonus to over time, like a, or a raise over Merit time. Bonus. Merit. Yeah. yeah my they... mom just literally came home today and told me this. Yeah. She's a nurse practitioner. She's maxed out. Um, believe it or not, at 65 an hour. I'm sorry. 65 an hour. Oof. That's a nurse practitioner who has been a nurse for, uh, she's 58 years old. She's been a nurse since she was like 20. Uh, staff nurses make more than that. So yeah. she's a nurse practitioner maxed out, maxed out at 65 an hour. Oh. So instead of giving her her raise, they gave her a merit bonus and said, here's 4000 for the year. Yeah. Best wishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Them. Yeah. Fuck so that's the kind of shit that we're yeah. talking about that yeah. um, for someone who, and I got to tell you, my mom's. My mom's an amazing human being, and she cares so fucking much. She cares more 
than anybody I've ever met about her patient. She works in oncology. You have to have a special heart to do that shit. Of course. And she fucking comes home and just, you know, and emotionally even it takes a toll on you because you have patients that unfortunately die. It's just part of the life. And if they've got cancer, like, that's part of, you know, the situation, unfortunately. And she gets to know these people and she cares about them and she cares for them and cares about them long after she leaves her shift and clocks out. And this fucking lady got a $4,000 bonus and, and and here you go because you maxed out because you've been in the system for so fucking long that we can't do anything else for you. I, I literally, she came home today and I was like, what? And she was like, I mean, I'm happy because I got to pay for all the kids Christmas gifts and stuff with it and whatever. But, and I'm like, no, you should not be happy. That's ridiculous. Like that's crazy. Or what? That's crazy. But that's what we're. But that's what we're talking about. That's right. the kind of fucking shit that we're talking about. That's like, right. what can we do? What yeah. can we do about that? What do you do about I, that? I feel like we have to have a follow up episode where three <laughs> we of have us a real have like a pen and like a pad, <laughs> and we're gonna make a plan and like mm-hmm. post it or something. Because like it's, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to do. I don't know. That's why and, I'm asking. Right. I don't know. Yeah. And, it, and, the, and the question has to be asked. It's a fair question. I mean, you know, we're we're like, you know what? We're not the we're not the East Coast. We're not even as advanced as you guys. We don't even have a fucking union. We don't have shit like we have to start somewhere. But I understand where you're coming from of like, what are the steps? What are we going to really physically actually do to make change? Because um, my friend um, at Cosmic Garden, the one that we've talked about before that has been doing like the mental health, um, awareness and, um, not just the talk of let's talk about mental health, like doing the actual steps. She started a nonprofit, like all on her own, um, to try to help nurses deal with the stress of the pandemic and like what's going on and, um, being a, you know, a space for them to talk about what they need to talk about and to get the resources they need. And she's done a really good job with that, but she asked the same thing that you're asking Abby. So, it's 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 not just you it's there's a lot of people out there that are like but tell me what we're going to really do you know what i mean like this is a nice thing that we're doing it's a nice initiative it's a nice movement and i think it's important and i think we have to start somewhere but it is important to keep in mind that there is a bigger picture there has to be more steps and we have to be willing as a community of healthcare workers to take the steps to make it happen. It's not going to happen all on its own. It's not going to just fucking, we're going to wake up tomorrow and because we went out in March, everything's going to be different. It's not like that. No, but you I, know, think that it, I think that it's important. I think it's important to to take the first step. And, 100%. And, and like I said, nope, I'm, I'm, definitely, not, I'm definitely not here uh, saying that I have the answer to the problem. That's not what I, that's not why I wanted to do this. That's not why I wanted to have this conversation at all. I uh, just wanted to say, hey, here's here's a way we can take the first step. You know, yeah. here's something that we can do that can at least raise awareness. That and that's the goal. You know, you don't. You, you, how do you? How do? What is it like? How do you eat an elephant? You know, like one bite at a time. You right. know, like you don't just fucking try to swallow the whole elephant. You don't come out, out of the door guns blazing. Direction is is important. You know, and um, finding. I, I think that just that one post that I posted, I found out so much about just the 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 overwhelming support a message like this has you know i never how many people really just really and everyone's feeling it i mean it's universal it's not like any any nurse out there is like god my job is so amazing they care about me so much but just it's it's important i think it's (laughs) it's important to know that 
that this sentiment is shared, you know, yeah, by like everybody. A, a lot of people feel the same way. And, um, again, just like you said, it's not, it's not just cause nursing is a shitty job. Sometimes it's because it's uniquely shitty right now. And there's, there's a reason that it's shitty and we all can point the same finger. We all know if you got a thousand nurses and doctors together and you, everybody pointed their finger at, at, at the door that they thought the bad guy was behind, everybody would point in this direction, you know? So like it, I think that this step one is raise awareness, assess your audience, you know, assess your message, like find out who is willing to like march with you, you know, and, um, raise a, like, uh, yeah, like I said, like raise awareness and then take some steps after that, you know, like if it's, if it's organizing stronger unions, which, you know, I I said, I don't, I don't personally think that that's going to be the solution because it's been tried. And as you're saying, Abby, like it's, it's failing you and it's failing a lot of people that I know and I work with as well, you know, and maybe it's going to have to go beyond the private sector. And maybe it's going to have to be like, like motivating and lobbying your congressperson or or your representative to make sure that hospitals are forced to hire a that's a very elegant solution that new york proposed you know like hire enough staff members so that you can adequately staff the beds that you have and if you can't staff all of those beds don't build them you know like the hospital just can't be a 500 bed hospital then if you can't hire a thousand nurses to watch every one of those beds you know what i mean You're going to have to downsize. I think even just talking about it has, even in myself, like, has given me... I've never wanted to be somebody that, like, goes to the fucking Congress and talks about whatever. I'm like, there's other people that do that. It ain't going to be me. Like, that's that's time-consuming. That's whatever. But I think it's been very awakening for me, personally, even to just say, you know what, I need to be one of those people. I need to be someone that's down lobbying for our state and lobbying for our community to say, like, this isn't okay. And like I said, the louder your voice gets, somebody has to fucking listen at some point. If you can hit them with the fucking facts, and there's enough of us that do it, it can't just be, you know, Barb and Sue that have been nurses for a thousand fucking years that are going down to the, you know, the fucking capital to lobby their fucking interests. I mean, have you guys ever been to the Denver international airport? Yes. You guys, both of you have, there's a giant blue horse in the front of the Denver international airport. Are you familiar with it? No, I haven't been there in quite some time. So they, they call it, um, a blucifer because it's, it's a giant, it's a 40 foot tall horse with glowing neon red eyes. And that's the first fucking thing you see when you drive to the Denver International. And if you're imagine if you're afraid of flying, could you imagine seeing that goddamn thing? Like that thing's terrifying. So the I was reading about it. You know how much it. money they probably spent? Well, I was reading about it. I was like, why did why do they keep a statue that scares the shit out of people in the front of the fucking airport? And the whole point of it is like the every five years the Denver the city of Denver commissions like uh, their art people. And they get to vote whether or not to keep things, you know, like if there's something that they put up, they give it five years for people to react to it. And after those five years, if people are just insanely offended and outraged, they vote to take it down. So this just happened for the den for the horse, right? Oh, the voting. And they voted to keep it up. And the reason that they cited for them to to keep this horse up, this blucifer fucking horse, 
was because it got more people talking about art. And that was the purpose. That was the artist's, like, um, that, that was his goal. He wanted people talking about art because the more people talked about it, the, the more people cared about it, you know? And if everybody that drove by that fucking statue, everybody that flew in and out, in and out of the biggest airport in the United States of America talked about art a little bit, then nobody ever forgot about it. And it stayed in the city's budget and they supported the young artists, you know? So but that's what I'm talking about, getting community buy-in. Exactly. Like if so you even just put this like could a be billboard our, this up could be our that blue said, sipper. did you know X, Y, Z, even mm-hmm. like billboards. Like I mean, you, I see billboards you know, like now. I see billboards that now shit. that say like, thank you, healthcare heroes. No, I'm not, yeah. I don't want to be fucking faked. <laughs> I don't want to be fucking faked. I want people to see like, did you know? We should do some like crazy stats. Did you know this? Uh, Twenty thousand people die alone within uh whatever hospital system every day. Did you know that? Yeah, like a little public service announcement. Even just shit like that, I feel like is enough for the hospital systems to be like, "Fuck, who's putting these billboards up? We don't want them." This fucking message being around like this. Maybe we do need to do something. We can't have this out there. You know what I mean? I what do you know. think? What do you think, Abby? Um, I think now it's you heard us talk shit for 20 minutes. <laughs> no, I, 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 first of all, I love Lucifer. I love that. I love the name. I love everything. Have you seen it? it? You got to Google I it. I haven't. This. I'm going to Google it. I yeah. love him. Um, it's or sick. her. Yeah. Um, did you just assume that statue's gender? Whoa. Yeah. Back up. Abby. I think it is a dude. It's based off of a dude, a statue of a male horse. That's like an Italy. Look at this fucking thing. Actually, it's fucking awesome. Way it's 40 cooler feet tall than I was imagining. Than I thought. I yeah. thought it was like Paul Bunyan's friend. No, or it's a savage-looking demon horse, dude. Wow, it's cool. You were, not, you were not. Look at this one with the fucking clouds behind it. Ooh, that's cool. That's yeah. a badass horse. Yeah, yeah I'd keep that cool. shit too. Good for I you, Denver. It. Do you know yeah. why they named yeah. another reason? Now this is, doesn't have to do with my message whatsoever. <laughs> no, wait. But, let's get back to what Abby thinks. All right, but you one, can one, shut one. the fuck up. Well, okay, give, me, give me, give me, You can say the one thing, and then we'll. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus Christ. Ashley's like, only I get to talk for twenty minutes in a row. No. Um, now the the head, the guy when he was the creator when he was making the statue, it fucking fell on his leg and cut his leg off and killed him. That's another oh reason. God, what? Yeah, you gotta Google it. Just Google it. Anyways. Oh my god. Anyways, back to. So it is for healthcare workers. Okay, yeah. yeah. Right. right. <laughs> All right. We learned a little bit about stop the bleed there. Jesus Christ. But uh, um, we digress. I, I, story. I think what you guys are talking about. I think it's a complicated answer, right? Like, how do we fix this? We're not the first people to approach it, right? And like you're saying, going to the Capitol, I've been on these buses, you know, it's like 50 nurses and we go, we were making change and then no one really gives a fuck. You know what I mean? I think what you're saying in general makes a lot more sense is it's got to be multiple things. It's got to be getting the news involved. It's got to be lobbying it's got to be talking to the public it's got to be raising awareness it's got to be all of these things and if we don't take advantage after this shit after covid then i don't know what the fuck we're doing (laughs) yeah right don't you feel like we're kind of like like if we if we just didn't do anything we'd be missing a huge fucking shot to make a difference then we sort of in i mean this is controversial but in my opinion then we deserve whatever the fuck we get no i agree with you a thousand percent you gotta shoot your shot yeah yeah I don't yeah. think that that's not controversial on this fucking this squad, dude. 
Like I'm a thousand percent there with you. Like we're we're digging our own graves. If everybody just fucking stays quiet, you know, like yeah, then we deserve totally. the shit that we're fucking swimming in. Exactly. Amen. Power to Amen. the people. Revolution. Yeah, I think we gotta find a way to, you know, really make a, a legitimate difference. Um, we're gonna have to clearly go to the drawing board and figure out beyond you know, the first step, which is raising awareness, which is what we're trying to do with this march. What are the physical steps that we can take after to, you know, really make some fucking change? And, and I think we need to take a hard look at like, what, what are the changes that we really want? Is it just ratios? Is it pay? Is it, what do we want? I think we have to be able to articulate clearly what we want. Should be, should be a, now this so that is we can get this it. is spitballing, but it should be a fucking national a national minimum rate yes. like wage for nurses. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, and a national ratio. Also. Yeah, and a national ratio. If a hospital has two hundred fifty beds, you have to have one thousand nurses on staff. You have to have you're enough at level one nurses. Fucking trauma center, you gotta have yeah. blah blah blah. Because even reflecting Basic back shit. even to trauma, I mean we were lucky sometimes if we had two nurses back there and you got six beds that can convert like six rooms that can convert to two beds each. So that's technically 12 patients that you can take, mm-hmm. including pediatric traumas. Wow. And you sometimes would only have two nurses back there. So God forbid you had some sort of mass casualty or you had just really unlucky timing and a lot of shitty things went down at the same time, mm-hmm. which happened a lot because apparently people don't know how to walk in Florida and don't listen to the, you know, you know, things that are beeping loud at you telling you not to cross the fucking street because there's traffic coming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's a crazy, um, <laughs> and uh, it's amazing when you listen to instructions, what happens. So, um, but yeah, I mean, just even then reflecting back to that, like how crazy that was, like days that I would stay hours late because night shift only had two nurses that were on staff in trauma and we had intubated patients all over the place. We had an active, you know, like mass transfusion happening and this and that, like, I'm like, even just mass transfusions alone, you need one nurse to run the uh, to the level one transfuser. You need two nurses at least at the bedside. God forbid you're going to fucking CT before you go to the OR. It's like a whole orchestrated mm-hmm. event. Like mm-hmm. you need minimum three nurses for that, and they sometimes would roll with two and just have to deal with it. And it's medics, like yeah, yeah. It's like it, this is this is insane. This is patient safety. This is our fucking license on the line. This is our livelihood. Mm-hmm. This is, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, we want what's best for our patients. And it's unfortunate that. You know, we have to even consider saying, you know what, I'm sorry, but I got to look out for myself. And if it means like I don't show up to fucking work, then I don't know what it's going to take. But mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. Our, our demands, like our, our goals are the same. They they parallel with the patients, you know. Yeah. Like we're unique in that, you know, everybody in healthcare, you don't we're, you're not asking for a million dollars. You're you're asking right. to keep people safe more effectively. And that has to be something that hospital administrators can get behind because that that is like one of the greatest metrics that they measure themselves by you know how are their outcomes so if people are dying more often yeah like right now they're going to get a pass because it's covid right. but when covid's over you, you know you can't, can't you can't the status quo isn't going to work anymore you know and if we take it to the point where we get national recognition for our our message right now and we use this moment to strive for more safety during these times to show that we can be the safest we can be the most effective 
hospital that's dealing with COVID. We could be the most effective organizations that are dealing with COVID. Then, then our goals align with that of the hospital administrator. You know, instead of seeing them as like this evil bad guy that's sitting in his ivory tower, you see it as a reasonable person that wants the same reasonable goals that we want. You know, right. like everybody wants to keep patients safe. Everybody, right. even people that have no understanding of what a patient is and how to manage that patient, you know? Yeah. So we just want I, what's going on in the hospital to match the aesthetics of what they're putting out. There. Yeah. And I think if we sell this message the right way, I think we can, dude. I, I am not like, um, I, I'm, I'm not the type of person to underestimate my own abilities. <laughs> if anything, I overestimate them, you know? So like, I think that we can, dude. And, and I'm not going to shut the fuck up about it until it happens, you know? So, you know, I have that. We have that. We have tenacity on our, on our side, you know? And, um, I think, like I said, first step, talk about it. I had no idea what this was going to involve before I started talking about it. I've never had these conversations in my life, you know? And I, I'm learning every single day. We're, we're all learning like every single day, so much more about this, like how to, how to organize a, a fucking march, how to, how to get sponsorship, how to, how to obtain like, um, media coverage, you know? And like, just it's a lot of steps that you're just not even aware of that you just think things happen and they yeah. don't. You and we never would have, and we never would have thought about it if we would have just been sitting around waiting for someone else to do it, you know? So mm -hmm. right now what we have is I have about 20 nurses in 20 different places in the United States. And some of them are in the same States or, uh, but different city areas and one nurse in the United Kingdom that, um, wants to organize their march on march 1st to coincide with ours i posted this post on instagram and i just basically had a call to action at the end of it and i asked anyone that wanted to get involved to message me like private message me and my inbox was flooded with people not everybody wanted to be like the sole organizer but so many people just wanted to be involved in some way shape or form you know and um if we can get all of these nurses in these 20 locations and us in South Florida to do this, to, to March on March 1st and just kind of like come together in like solidarity, uh, just to spread awareness for the conditions in the hospitals, then at the very least, we're going to have the public on our side, you know? And then when we try or when we're like trying to maybe push like our uh, Congress or our local representatives to make a change we have that you know we have po the power of the of the people of the public you know maybe we can mm -hmm. nurses can go to their hospitals and say look you know i want to be a leader in this hospital and i want to make this kind of change how do i make it happen you know everyone can there's a lot of things that can come from this you know this it's kind of like a viral thing you know it's, it every time someone else hears about it it's it's increasing by an order of magnitude you know like john tells bob and then bob tells Pete and Joe and Sally, you know, and before you know it, everybody's talking about the same message, you know, and so I don't know. I just think that we can at least get the awareness out and that gives us a lot of power, you know, mm -hmm. and if and this shit goes layer, down on March 1st, it's going to fucking blow people's minds. Well, it's going to go down and we're going to make it happen. But yeah. I think the layer that we can add is the community support and buy into um, you know, like if you're going to march, have your family, have your friends there. Um, and I think even like we said, involving the media and involving, um, you know, the community to say, are you okay with 
Uh, what's going on? Are you okay with letting your loved one die alone in the hospital? Are you okay that you're waiting in the lobby for 10 hours and might die because we just don't have enough nurses to take care of you? Are you okay with this? And the answer is going to be no. No, we're not okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't realize that that's, you know, the cause and that's what's going on. And we didn't realize that it's the people from the top making these decisions that are affecting the community that they're supposed to care about us so much, but they don't. Um you know, involving them in the fucking march. Like, yeah, this not is what just, we not want. Just this is not just people. nurses. This yeah. is not just doctors. This is not just residents. This is the people that we're supposed to be caring for that care about this too, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I also want to make sure that we're including... I got a lot of, um, like, um, good feedback from, um, like, pre-hospital, EMS, yes. fire rescue, stuff like that. Uh, I, I really want to make sure that, that when we talk about these things that we... We don't just talk about in the hospital, you know, because yeah. the EMS guys are guys and girls are being treated the same way and they're making significantly less money. A lot of people don't even know that they make freaking like some of them make like twelve, thirteen dollars an hour, you know, to like safely transport patients from hospital to, uh, you know, another hospital or a treatment center. And it's pretty fucking criminal what's happening to a lot of those people, too. So I want to make sure we're not we're not leaving them out. When we talk about them, pre-hospital, hospital, oftentimes, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they healthcare, just get neglected a the lot. The healthcare too. blanket. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I mean. That and that's what I've always meant. I think that's what we've always meant when we've yeah. talked about them. You know, and, and we just have to make sure that you know they're included because they don't feel super included. And I think everybody. It's a good point that we have to include everybody, but I think it's also a good point to remind people that if you're in pre-hospital or you're a tech or you're whoever you are. You have to, you cannot rely on anyone to speak up for you. You have to speak up for yourself. So at the end of the day, we're not, we're not going to the Capitol or whoever and lobbying on behalf of all of healthcare. We're lobbying for ourselves. So for example, we're nurses. I'm not going to the Capitol saying, you know, I'm here to lobby for the techs. I'm here to lobby for the residents. I'm here to lobby for the doctors. I'm here to lobby for pre-hospital. I'm not. I'm here to tell you what I want as a nurse and what I need, not advocating for everybody. This is to raise, I feel like this march is to raise awareness and to get everybody on board, like to say like, enough is in, what, in your respective profession or area of healthcare that the light bulbs need to be turning on and you need to fight for yourself. You need to start thinking about what you're going to do in your specific profession or your area to make it happen. Because us doing you know, something for in hospital or whatever on our, you know, individual levels isn't going to help you. This March will raise awareness for everybody, but you're going to have to do work in your area. That's a good, that's a good point that you can only do so much, you know, and with uh, what everything we've been talking about so far, at least it's been about, you know, nursing and staffing and things like that. Right. But I think there's more. I think there's a lot more. I think this is just like the the, just the outer most part of it you know mm-hmm. so you got to know your why you got to know why what you want what you're doing it for what is your goal i think it's important that everyone knows that like i think including like i'm not gonna like you said we're not gonna personally go to to congress and be like hey look you know emts need to make more money right but they do but they do but I think it's important that they're included in the message so that everyone knows that they're not fucking making any money and that shit needs to change. So like the, the global reaching overreaching 
like um, message is people that do that perform the care and protect the patients are not making any money and the people that have no say like nothing to do with patient care whatsoever are making insane amounts of money to manage hospital finances and that job can't be more important than what we're doing it just can't and it can't be compensated it's not exactly it's not yeah (laughs) i mean it isn't yeah, EMT, you guys, because uh, you work in the ED. I mean, I work in the ICU. The the comparable job to that is like the CNA or the PCA, or yeah, you know. Right. I mean, it's the same thing. You know, I mean, the our techs, our nurse assistants, they are in the COVID rooms more than anybody. You mm-hmm. know, and we're and we're talking about people who are over fifty. Sometimes they're pregnant. Yeah. They yeah. have no say i mean you want to talk about like we're disadvantaged they have no say and and again like the message you're saying like ems doesn't feel included they don't feel included either when you see even even as annoying as the healthcare hero thing and the clapping is or whatever it's not directed at a nurse's assistant right Right. it's doctors and nurses right Mm -hmm. so like that sucks you know like that sucks i feel really bad about that but like you're saying you do have to take ownership of that like i have a meeting with uh you know the administration of my own hospital but i i can't even represent a med surge nurse i i see problems on their floor and i had to text everybody i could to say look i can't go to this place and represent you i don't work there do you want to come and it it is hard to find people who want to speak up Mm -hmm. yeah because a lot of people are afraid i think yeah they're afraid for their jobs you gotta find those people that got nothing to fucking lose. You just well, gotta even if you do have something people. to lose, like yes, even if you do have something right. to lose, just fucking, just have the courage, man. Like, I mean, it sounds really cliche, but like, at, like you know, talking about HCA could get me blacklisted from HCA hospitals, and that's half of Florida. And I like to locally You'd be travel. Hashtag blessed if you got blacklisted from fucking HCA. Not, hospitals. not for contracted it. employees. HCA yeah, does right. HCA does well with their contracts. They, they do. They, do, right. they offer some of the best contracts for travelers. So like, not for their staff. Not for staff. They fucking abuse their staff. But I'm just saying, like, just talking about that for me. If I ever got blacklisted from them, that's half of the fucking Florida hospitals I can't work for. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I don't have but nothing talk to about lose risk. here. I mean, like Abby's saying, these, like, CNAs and taxes, they, they make fucking nothing. I mean, I'm telling you, we work with people in the ED who are, like, like she said, over 50 years old. Like, they got fucking families to feed, and they're feeding their families off this salary yeah. of, like, absolutely trash. Trash yeah, fucking money. You, you make more at fucking McDonald's than you do, you know, busting your ass in the ER for 12 hours and dealing with what you're mm-hmm. dealing with. And... Mm-hmm. But talk about risk. These people are not going to go to the fucking CEO and risk their fucking life. Yeah, because the less money you make, the less opportunity you have. Exactly. To, you know? they, the, the nature of the nature and of the corporation. And they're the most disposable, if you think about it. They, they make the the least amount of money. They're like, bye. We'll fill somebody else with your. Yeah. You know. You know what I mean? It's like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't no think power. they're disposable. But they have no power. That's how they the system no sees you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, that's how the system is set up right yeah the nature of the corporation is to is to take and i saw this awesome fucking meme that's been like circulating where it was like nurses not just nurses but i should say all healthcare providers all healthcare workers uh, they're givers you know you'll give and you'll give and you'll give but the hospital will always take and take and take a hospital's a taker dude and like a corporation is a taker and it's going to take as much from the the producer the employee as it can that's just the nature of the way it works. You know, mm-hmm. it's just going to keep stretching you further and further and further. And the only way to stop that stretch is 
to regulate it, you know, for like an organization to, to rise up and stop the stretching, you know, like Mm -hmm. some, if nothing stops that motion, it's going to continue indefinitely. So would you be in favor then of like a federal nursing union? Absolutely. I, I would be, honestly, I'm open to any, I'm open to any solution to this problem. Like I'm at the recognizing that it exists portion of my life, you know, but, but I would love, I would love for that to happen. I would, if, as long as the union is truly representative of the, of the people that, that are working, you know, which is like we spoke about, there are a lot of good things personally with my union. Like we're talking about people, you know, who they have pensions, et cetera, health issues we have great insurance, things, things that I don't really need or use. Right. Right, right. Yeah. Those, those people are very happy with that. But this representation we don't have, right? So, yeah, yeah, it does, it has to be balanced. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't mean to sound pessimistic, but it's like, it's like you, you kind of trade one problem for another sometimes. So, I I don't know how to fix that. Yeah. I don't think anybody's looking for a perfect world, you know, and I, and, you know, new problems are definitely going to arise, but working toward the goal is, is a priority for me, you know, like getting getting to a better place that's what i want you know that's what i think we all want is you know we're not saying that it's going to be the land of milk and honey but you know we're gonna as long as we're headed in the right direction and and we know that we're going in the right direction like with new york with the union i'm it seems like nothing's happening right now but they have four years to implement these changes you know and if they don't do it in four years then they're gonna lose a lot of fucking money so i mean I, i think that i would totally be for the the national if there if that if that were a solution the national union for nurses Mm -hmm. there can't just be the problem is that there can't just be like one state that has it together we can't be like america looking at california and saying wow they've really got it figured out like why the fuck is that not everywhere why are we all not on what is the gold standard Mm. of patient care and the gold standard of ratios and pay and why are we looking at one state and saying wow, I wish I could have that here. It's like, why mm-hmm. is that not everywhere? Why are we mm-hmm. allowing this to be a thing? Because... I think they look, I think they look at healthcare as, as like a business, you know? And I think that's, I think it's a big problem though, that people look at healthcare like, like they look at Panasonic or Sony, you know, like right. it's a business and it has to make money. But there's something that is like starkly unique about healthcare that's glaring in everybody's faces that they're just like, Hey, don't, just don't look, don't look at that, you know? But it's like, dude, there's fucking people. We have people's lives. This is something yeah. that needs to be nationally regulated, you yeah. know? This is something that you can leave up to the individual business laws of each state, you know? This, there's okay. Me. Sorry, so, sorry no, no, to interrupt okay. you. Wait, I just had an idea. Hey, do you guys want to, like, start a national union? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you know how to do that? Can you did point me in the right just, direction? Did we just start a business? Okay, hold on. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, point me in the right direction. I'll fucking go yeah. right for it. <laughs> Yeah, and even something as simple as, like, um, just someone posted something on a nurse practitioner page the other day, and they were like, can someone please fucking explain to me why we have licenses for every state? It's about money. money. Because if you think about it, our exams are national exams. We Mm -hmm. all take the same test. We all do the same fucking things. There's this, you know what I mean? So why mm. is there a state? Why do I work in Florida mm-hmm. and I can't go work in fucking New York? It's money. It's all yeah, it's, about money. It's not like money. the human anatomy changes. It's not like something changed. 
Yeah. It's not... Yeah. It, it, you have to jump through all these fucking bureaucratic fucking bullshit hoops because yeah. of money. Because the state wants to make money. It's all money. And, and if you go international, for example, if you want to go work in another country, they don't give a fuck that you have a license in North Carolina and California mm-hmm. and New York. They say, do you have a license? Yeah, Are I've you a nurse? One. Yeah. Great. Keep a blood pressure. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's just like little things that we don't think about that. I literally I, I looked at that that post and I just said, wow, how have I not Sometimes even just people... like thought that to myself yeah. before? I've never even considered to myself, why the fuck do I have to get a special fucking three hundred and fifty dollar fucking license to go work in Massachusetts? See, they, why? Say, they say memes don't change the world. They fucking do. They do. Dude, memes, memes can matter. fucking. Yeah, dude. But. We're running kind of late here, guys. We're at 100 minutes right oh, now. Fuck. I know. We could talk about this forever. I, I really, really, really so believe that. So on the that. next episode, we're going to be giving you the information to um, join our national union. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but what We're we... going to call it like the F-U-U. Like, <laughs> yes. fuck you union. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's that. what I did. I like it. What we do have is I will be, um, I will be starting the group chat of all 20 of these nurses. And um, what we we do have a representation in almost every major city in the United States right now. And we have nurses that want to help put this march together. So on March 1st, we're all going to march. And uh, down here in South Florida, we're going to be in the Hyzinga Plaza. And we're going to be, the, the goal is to spread awareness uh, for the working conditions, the post-COVID era of healthcare. And honestly, pre-COVID, but, you know, it's a little catchier when you say post-COVID. But um, but are we post-COVID? Oh, well, COVID happened and we're still here, you know, so. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just to spread awareness about the working conditions, about the fact that the hospitals have the money to allocate to make patient safety a, a more of a priority. And uh, they, they're just opting out of it. They're choosing not to hire extra people to make patients safer. And, uh, that's our, that's our message, you know, like, did you know? And yeah. did you know that hospitals are choosing money over your mom? Yeah. And so that's what, that's the message of this March. And that's what we'll be kind of pushing forward. Um, our goal is ultimately to make, make a change, you know, and r- right now we're not exactly clear how to make that change, but we will learn, we will find out. And, um, I know way more about it now than I ever have. And tomorrow I'll know way more about it than I ever have before that. And I'm not going to stop learning. And I don't think any of us are, you know, and, and we will push this movement forward and we, we will make this happen, you know, cause we're not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. I got nothing to lose, you know? So Same. that's what we're, that's what we want to do. Uh, I've never, I've never personally faced an obstacle in my life that I wasn't able to overcome with a little bit of fucking, you know, tenacity and hard work. And uh, that's what I'm going to give to this, this movement and this organization. So if you guys want to fucking join us, join us. I know a lot, a lot of people that are feeling the same way we are right now. So let's fucking make it happen, guys. Word. This was great, guys. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, I thank you for coming on. Thanks for talking. This is literally the Thanks first. Thanks for being our dose of realism, Abby. We appreciate that. No, you know I really, I appreciate I, you. I really appreciate you bringing that perspective. And I know yeah. it seemed kind of like I was on the other side of it, but I. No, I thought it was good. That was yeah. the dynamic. Yeah, yeah, it, it was perfect because you know I had no idea about that. You know, um, 
But but see, this is the point. The more yeah. we talk, the more, the more we you know. know. Guys. This is a bit like a rainbow in the background. Ah! There's a no. unicorn actually hopping behind me right now. You just yeah. can't see it. No, but this is actually the first time that we spoke ever. <laughs> Minus like a DM. I thought yeah. it was pretty cool. It all all it starts with is a slide into the DM. That's how it all yeah, works, That's baby. all it takes. Mm -hmm. I was drunk zooming with my friend and you were and I like I just happened to look at my thing and you're like wanna do a podcast and I was like sure. And then I was like I was like, okay, hold on, I gotta try and drink some water. There we go. Hey, it worked out pretty good though. Yeah. Um so what so you can you guys can follow Abby at her um her Instagram. It's at the Nocturnal Nurse, right? Mm-hmm. And check out her podcast, E R M D, right? RNMD. RNMD. Doctors and nurses working together to tear the medical system down. And yes, love it. Yeah. I just followed it down. on Instagram. Follow them on Instagram too. They have a. She has a um, an Instagram page for that as well. And then uh, Scott's going to be putting together our group chat for all the leaders out there um, mm -hmm. that are interested. The in champions. That's the champions what I've been of their state. The champions. I don't even know why I said that. Yeah, it's like super. It's it's. It's fine. We're just it's gonna, gonna be cool. It's like a dad thing. I don't know. You came up with that, but <laughs> anyways, um, and then we're gonna be on the lookout because we're gonna be putting up a Facebook page so that we can kind of start, you know, like a join the group kind of thing, so that everyone can kind of be on the same page for mm. updates. Um, the leaders or champions, as Scott says, can um, give you updates for your respective area. Um, you know, with more specifics on like the location and the times and what's needed. Um, and we'll go from there, guys. Hell yeah, dude. Thanks for joining us again. Abby, really appreciate yes, your time. Abby. Thanks, right. Ashley. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Keep up the good work. Stay warm, stay safe. Oh, yeah, stay warm. All right. Definitely. Bye. All right, Bye. guys. <laughs> yeah. We got to take the